This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, or if you are under the age of 18, you should not continue listening to this episode or future episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of male bondage, sex, pornography, or other kinds of content with sexual themes. Hey guys, welcome to The Bondage Case. I'm Sammy. And I'm Nat. And we are once again joined by Bobby to continue our fictional bondage story discussion. Hey Bobby. Hello again. Thanks for joining us again. Yep, been a while. Um, so what is an ultimate bondage fantasy of yours? Yeah, so going back to the conversation about like domination and whatnot, this is like ultimate, like probably will never happen, is either getting like caught by like, like a group of athletes or something and then like getting tied up and stuff and like again kind of at their mercy the other one being like with like a frat party and so it kind of goes with like again like the domination kind of being at the mercy and almost a little bit of like not humiliation but just the idea of like other guys even though even if they're not actively involved being there knowing that like i can't do anything from them like seeing me you know all taped up and stuff yeah those are like my two more like i wouldn't say realistically but would be like a game or something with like a friend or roommate and like was something that like you can just do with like friends of uh like a penalty and then you like you there's some kind of like you know bondage punishment or something so that one's maybe more of like could happen but if we're talking like ultimate ultimate yeah i mean i'm not a sports person but <laughs> athletes are yeah <laughs> and then like frat guys terrible people but again like the idea of it is just satisfying yeah well i feel like frat boys it is very common yeah it's like a common concept of the frat guy hazing with the hazing yeah and that's like another thing is like i don't because i mean obviously there's the extreme stuff that happens that unfortunately results in death and so i always have this mixed thing because it's like i don't condone that behavior no but when like for, you know, hazing is kind of like tape and stuff it's like damn like i wish i was kind of there or just seeing it and and it's funny seeing that and like probably like nine times out of ten they don't realize that they're just like you know they think oh i'm just messing with this guy but um if like i was in their shoes i'd be so panicked like oh, like, oh my god like what if they realize that i like it even though there may not be a way for them but like that's what i'm thinking when they're like cares like we're just kind of messing with this guy like i always think of um i don't know what team it might have been the red Sox. like i don't know when it was but some of the team players like taped one of their players in the dugout during a game yeah. and like the camera goes on them and like to everyone else it's just like goofing and, and having fun and stuff and if I was in the shoes I'd be like terrified because like oh my god this is something that I like yeah and now the whole world is seeing me even though like no one's gonna have a clue but I also kind of like that the idea of that <laughs> yeah it was very strange it was very nice to look at but mm-hmm. but it's just that's in like talking about like movies and tv if like it's so interesting how I mean you have like trends about it like taping up your friends and mm-hmm. challenges and whatnot and it's so interesting how that's spread and or like if you see a really good tape gag in a movie it's like is that guy like into it or like because you know you see so many like tv shows and movies where it's like the gag is 
so not useful. Like, it's not really a gag. You might as well not have anything there. Yeah. So, like, whenever you see, like, the more detailed or the more effort put into it, I'm always thinking, like, hmm, I'm wondering if they're, like, in the know. Or yeah. <laughs> um, they're just really good at their job, you know? So, like, I think there was um, Shia LaBeouf, like, he talked about um, he had to do that take, like, so many times of being like taped up and stuff so i was thinking like i was like the director or one of the people's like yeah we just have to you know do it for filming purposes but you know really it's like oh it's like seeing them taped up yeah so it's always just kind of funny like when you ever see that like in, in the real world or in tvs and movies yeah well we've discussed on this show before there's a norwegian director i think it is and there are a lot of guys that get tied up in his films it's at a point where it's like yeah i think you're into it mate. <laughs> so i think if you were in that position where you had the power to do it you could easily make it happen you could write these fucking guys into multiple stories but I think the trick would just be to not overdo it so it was obvious yeah and also with the shy scene I thought I remember reading somewhere he was the one that actually suggested using proper tape mm. I think we may have even discussed this when Alberto brought it up I saw an interview of his that he had done I can't remember like all the details but it worked it was a good suggestion <laughs> yeah because <laughs> I think a lot of them which it seems silly but a lot of them use like a fake film tape mm-hmm. so they're not really taped up which is a shame it doesn't hurt that much <laughs> But I suppose if it's coming off and on and off and on. But they get paid the big bucks. They can handle a little hair being pulled, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I know. It's like, I feel like that's just such a kinkster complaint of, oh, they're not using real tape. Oh. Yeah. Woe is me. (laughs) Hey, it's got to be realistic. (laughs) I know. It's like when you watch fucking like Grey's Anatomy and shit like that and they friggin' have a flat line and they get the bloody paddles and the defibrillator and it's like, that doesn't bring someone back. It's so unrealistic. <laughs> but every fucking show does it. Flat line, get out the paddles, clear. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It looks, the paddles look cooler than CPR, but. Clearly you haven't worked at a TV hospital. Anything can happen. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's like with I mean with surgeries and shit on TV, it's like it's uh, it's usually like fucking animal organs and meat and whatever that's, that they're cutting into. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I feel like I've seen more recently, like in TV movies, that it has gotten more realistic, which is always just nice. Like I'm never really gonna nitpick. It's just more of like, oh, like they could have just like could have just used better tape kind of thing, but. I don't think it really takes away from me viewing it. But that being said, I feel like I just have seen that more. I don't know if there's just more money for it, but... And, yeah, it's like I just kind of want to circle back to the the hazing fantasy and everything. Because, yeah, it's like, cause, I mean, kind of what you said, it's like, that's exactly how I feel about it. Like, I feel like that would... I don't know. It's because I always just feel like if I would be in those situations, I feel like I would just, like, die of embarrassment. And, I mean, the, the thing about it is that's kind of the purpose of like why people do like hazing why you know frat boys like you know like duct taping guys and you know writing on them you know having them naked like things like that it's it's all for humiliation and i think that was always something that kind of scared me about uh, you know like the idea of uh, like not only in other i don't know under like quote unquote like real circumstances where you're kind of in that kind of dangerous situation because i feel like i'd still be embarrassed or whatever and that on top of being scared or something but like i don't know for the hazing thing it's like i feel like it 
just all it's more humiliating the the fact that people are doing it to humiliate you and like in that kind of way and usually you know they make some kind of a spectacle of it because they tape you to a flagpole or something like that and yeah it's certainly being experienced it's a weird, yeah it's just a weird mix because it's i feel like for someone and I, I don't know I, I don't know if there's been stories or like captions about like oh like they do it and then they notice something like oh that they're kind of getting into it and like that's just like always the back of my mind of like you most likely see situations where like it's humili- humiliating just because of the situation but then add on the fact that you're into it and if that shows then it's like double humiliation yeah and like again for me it's like a weird mix of that's terrifying but also intriguing i don't know if i would ever really want to be in a situation like that that's why it's nice to read about um and think about or if it was like you know a trusted group of friends and then like you know maybe just like one thing leads to another and it kind of takes the edge off of it but yeah uh, yeah it got me thinking so your dugout mate him being tied up and gagged and like all the focus being on him i wonder if he was in any way humiliated or it's just we think of that in that context because we're into it right so we think oh my god you're tied up there so humiliating but maybe he didn't give a fuck no like that was like what i was thinking is like oh my god i'd be dying if i was Mm. in that position that's because i enjoy it like a few seconds later i mean they took the tape off his mouth and he's like they're talking he's laughing and stuff like i think he was fine yeah like it wasn't even like humiliating just like you know my teammates being ridiculous and like it's funny amusing not like funny humiliating just kind of funny like like what a goofy situation that you know yeah (laughs) but for us or for you know others and maybe like that's not funny yeah because now all eyes are on us and i know that i like it and like are they reading my mind right now because i'm in the situation yeah um do they know it's 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 weird (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like there's validity to that because we're used to feeling ashamed um for these things and it's something that we kind of compartmentalize from like the rest of the world and things like that but i mean i feel like the general power imbalance is typically embarrassing like because i mean most people don't like being the spectacle of something like that most people don't like being in some sort of you know helpless vulnerable subservient position in front of other people so i mean yeah it's like so i mean they're probably not embarrassed the same ways that we would be embarrassed but i think it's still somewhat embarrassing and i mean then again it does depend on the person but yeah it may be like everyone is in that state but then we might be it might be more heightened for us yeah well i had a thought but that kind of answered it because i was thinking we think oh my god tied up so humiliating but why why would it be humiliating Mm -hmm. like you've done nothing wrong you've done nothing to be ashamed of someone's just tied you up oh my god big deal but yeah okay that brings up the power imbalance and i guess that's Mm -hmm. where the humiliation comes from for most people if they were to be humiliated but for us it's obviously slightly different maybe like if like you know you're in a scenario of like being kidnapped like you know, it's not necessarily embarrassing or humiliating, but it's like the fact that you can't do anything about it. You know, you're at this captor's control and that's more of kind of the power dynamic. It's not humiliating. It's just like, I can't do anything. <laughs> well, and then it's like, especially if you're, I don't know, like you're getting kid, you're, you're kidnapped. So, I mean, you're scared for your safety and whatever, but then I don't know, let's say the people tying you up, the people like handling you are also just kind of dicks and they just like taking advantage of the fact that you can't really do anything about it. They, they kind of, like the fact that you're scared and things like that and they kind of play into that a little then then that adds humiliating elements 
Yeah, that's a whole new can of worms, though. So, the, yeah, context sort of comes into play there. Like, mm-hmm. Cut up by teammates, yeah, maybe a smidge of humiliation. But if you were, like, abducted by a rival team and there was severe bad blood, then yeah. obviously that adds peril and a huge power imbalance because mm-hmm. there's no trust that would be there with your teammates. I'm thinking, though, let's say you're hanging out with two of your vanilla friends, Bobby, and for some reason they're both bare feet. And then in an affectionate way, not in a dickish way or anything, they both like rest their feet in your lap. For example, mm-hmm. you might find that a little bit uncomfortable, humiliating even, because you'd be into it. Yeah, you'd be a... Yeah, because I think my first instinct would be, do they know that I like that? Yeah. They are, pro- let's say, in a specific scenario, they're doing it just, as you said, like, effects are just like, oh, I'm just going to put my feet here because yeah. you're here. Like, that's comfy. I'm going to be thinking oh shit like they know that i'm into it and now they're like teasing me which is not their intention so i'm sure i'd be in like a panic state and trying to act and make sure that they don't know that i know which may end up working against me because then they might realize yeah (laughs) which is kind of another i mean after it's done i would not be complaining yeah it could i don't know it kind of adds to like the idea of like like doing self-bondage and then getting caught by my roommate you know embarrassing don't want it but at the same time i do yeah um because because i'm curious like what like what would that be you know yeah 100 percent. or even like you know the classic like friends are over they're using the bathroom and i'm like sniffing their shoes and they catch me it's like Oh, well, shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in those scenarios, like, even though they're being super, like, like that's not their intention, hmm. I feel like I'd probably be so panicked that I end up exposing myself because I don't know how to handle it. Yeah. And yet, an outsider looking in would think, oh, yeah, that's just a nice moment between three friends. Yeah. And wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah. And I would be looking into that thinking, why are none of those cuts wearing socks? <laughs> But you know what? If that were to happen in this hypothetical situation, I think the best thing you could do would be play with your friend's feet. Just get balls of steel and just make them feel as equally uncomfortable as you are. Because I think if you were, in, they think if you're into it, you wouldn't jokingly play with it. Mm. You would act really embarrassed. So by you playing with it, it's kind of like a bluff in a way. I don't know. That's just a thought. I'll test it out. I'm just conjuring up all these hypothetical situations for you to act on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Do you own any gear? And if so, what is your favorite piece of gear? Oh, you could say you had a ball gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have that. That was my first purchase. I actually, it's not related, but I had gotten that when I had my first apartment to myself. And then I had to move and my parents were coming to help. And I like panic and just like threw it out. I was so mad. Oh, no. Because um, I didn't know like where I was going to put it. <laughs> so anyways, when I, when I came back to this place, I got another one. I got like leather cuffs, I guess rope and tape. okay i think that that's it yeah i mean i'm just trying to think now where you could hide these things oh now i just have a box yeah. this is in my closet just make sure that stays in your car or something i don't know it was like yeah it was just like i just panicked yeah um, so it's first time yeah you've had a kinky piece of gear mm-hmm. and people are coming you just kind of you get a bit young naive yeah. and you like think, where am i gonna where am i gonna yeah. put this like you know i think put it in your socks like bundle like ball up a pair put it in that small enough i think 
<laughs> Tell them that's a necklace. Yeah, now I just have a box and it's just in my closet. The place before it was under my bed, but the room that I had had like um my closet had like the mirror so you could see my room through the mirror. If you look in the mirror under the bed, you'll see like the box that I had. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's just not like the greatest place to put it. So now it's just my closet. I mean, no one's really coming into my room. So yeah. Oh, and I have nipple cramps. Oh, nice. oh and the freaking muzzle thing. God, I forgot all the stuff I have. That's it. Do you use the nipple clamps often? I do. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, that's like a new thing that... Okay. Because mine are very sensitive. Um, I'm also extremely ticklish, so... Good to know. Just a mess. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have said <laughs> I will remember that, and it's now recorded. <laughs> streaming to our 60 fans. <laughs> oh, and I have a vibrating wand. Oh, nice. That was an interesting one. It took me a little bit to get used to it. So how do you find the new clamps? Like it's painful but pleasurable? I mean, yeah, they're not like, I mean, they're secured. I wouldn't want someone to just yank them off. Like tugging, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've used them, but not for years. I don't own a pair. Yeah. Yeah, like the ones that I've used, I mean, they apply pressure. And I think they're even made to look kind of scary because they're all metal and look all geary and shit. But, like, they're actually really comfortable. Okay. Like, it, it just adds pressure and weight to the nipples. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, like, clothespins were way fucking worse. Like, like when I had those on my nipples. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, at, like after a little bit, you like, at least I'll get, sorry, I'll get used to it. And so if you tug it, yeah, you're going to feel the pressures flash pain but you know it's kind of the the teasing of it you know but like mine like because it's and it's how they're kind of made like mine i think has like the little nubs so whereas others are like clamps you know like that's like that's gonna hurt these really don't like if you pull on it it will okay and then when you take it off it's just gonna be extra sensitive which again kind of adds to, to it but yeah there's like different forms there's like the suction cup ones those are kind of intense okay yeah, good to know so but I would say, you know, favorite, you know, pistol is tape. Yeah, you can't go past the tape. I use that more often than, honestly, I don't really use kind of any other stuff as often as I use the tape. Okay, which I guess makes sense. Tape you can quickly gag yourself with. Whereas I feel like you've really, I mean, again, I haven't really tried it much, but I feel like with the clamps or the muzzle, you've got to be really in the mood for that. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're always in the mood for a taping. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah. So our next question is, so what made you realize that you're into bondage? So I think when I was younger, I was just fascinated. Like it was just something that was interesting. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of bondage in like cartoons and like Disney movies. <laughs> and so I think I just remember being intrigued. Like, oh, like that's just, I don't know. It just stuck out to me. And then like, you know, by myself, I might like imagine being like in Aladdin's place or whoever's place. Probably in middle school and then high school is when like, you know, I came across like bondage websites. And then um, I think seeing that and then like on there, you can see that guy, like, you know, some of the models are like enjoying them themselves, maybe think like wait do i am i kind of in the same situation that's kind of like how i realized it wasn't just kind of a fascination it was something that i actually enjoyed mainly kind of capture guys.com it's great <laughs> so yeah so i think once i came across material that was kink heavy that i realized like oh it's not just something that's just kind of interesting like i there's there's more to it for me 
I mean, I could see how that definitely puts things into perspective because, yeah, because I feel like it's very, until you discover that, it feels very localized because it's stuff going on in your mind. You haven't spoken to anybody about it. Everything you see with bondage is movies and TV shows and things where that's not really the focus of it. And you see the way other people respond to it. So, yeah, it's like, so it just kind of feels like, okay, maybe I'm the only weirdo who, mm-hmm. who, who likes these things. And then, yeah, and then over something like captured guys and it's like okay there's you know this is the whole last thing that other people are doing and are into oh yeah yeah i remember like even like when i was you know in that phase of still like it's a fascination like i was doing like self bondage but it was just because like again it was just the at the time it was like it's just interesting to me like i don't know why but i want to like recreate that and so yeah coming across those sites maybe realize like this is an actual well at the time interest or whatever like i didn't know what kinks or fetishes were but it was like this is something that people are into and it's like okay like that makes sense like i'm i guess one of these people that like it so answered my my questions Hmm. yeah well when you are watching tv and shit that's stuff that's not intended for people to enjoy so Mm -hmm. yeah i remember like watching certain uh, another one that i I like the movie because it's um, Salem's Lot, which I like Stephen King. So they had like a, like the original movie, I think came out in like the 70s or 80s. And they did a remake in like early 2000s. And uh, by the time they came out, like I was doing self-bondage. But again, it was just because it was like fun and interesting. Yeah. But there's a scene in that movie where like some high schooler like gets tied up and he gets like tape gagged. And I remember watching that with my parents and I was like, oh like I really like this part and I'm like I remember I remember distinctly looking to like my parents and then it's like oh yeah this is like exciting because like he's in danger and it's like that's not why I'm interested um but they don't know that you know but yeah you see that and you just think hey I'm weird because I like it in a way that you're not supposed to like it yeah and then as you said you found captured guys and you realize oh there is a whole community with content to be consumed in that manner yeah like and then i mean and that's what's interesting about like now that there's social media with it is i feel like it's so much easier for like younger people to kind of find this sort of community like you know it's not as hidden as it was you know in early internet days or pre-internet like mm-hmm. i mean you have like seen people making like tiktok accounts of king stuff which is interesting you know it's like you're kind of adapting to the evolution of technology yeah i don't know i feel like that's the thing with the internet everything has become more mainstream because everyone has a platform now or multiple platforms yeah so have you ever attended any kinky events i have not i'd like to one of my main things is um i get nervous with like people i don't know and so like wh- what's that one that's like in germany also like looks amazing i think i would just die there though <laughs> There's like a um, like a bondage club that's um, not far from where I'm at, and like the idea of going is intriguing, but I, I have to go with someone that I knew, and I don't know if I would really participate the first time. It might just to kind of see like how it goes, and then see if if it's what I want to do. I wouldn't mind going to events. I don't know if I'd want to participate it, in it at least initially. I mean, all you have to do is go to an event, just treat it like a nightclub, really. Just meet some people. Yeah. I've never been to a nightclub, so. Oh, really? But yeah, like I think if I were to do, like I do want to, and if I would go, it'd just be kind of just to kind of see how it is and see the dynamics and see what people are doing. Because it's cool to watch. I, I like seeing kind of what's being done 
you know, just to see the different situations that people kind of get them in and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I have, if I have the desire to participate. Yeah. You don't need to. And that's a mix of not knowing the people and just kind of where I'm at right now. If, like, if I were to go to a big event, I don't know if I really want to be tied up with other people. Like I just don't, but I, yeah. I would love to kind of meet people and connect and see what they do. Yeah. And maybe go from there. Yeah. If you asked me like two years ago, I'm going to be like, Oh yeah. Like I would love to go and like get tied up. I'd be anxious as hell but it'd be fun and now i'm kind of point where like yeah like i'll go but i don't know if i have the desire to partake yeah, yeah which is fair enough there's no rule that everyone has to partake you go there for the atmosphere mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like last week i attended my first event like first kinky it was like a bar that happens every few months and honestly the whole day i was fucking shitting myself like i was an anxious nervous wreck because i've never been to one before and i'm i just had it in my head like fuck i'm like gotta go there and be judged so hard and it's ridiculous, but I was, I felt sick about it because I'm, I had low self-esteem, but I also had FOMO. Like, I'm like, I'm going to hate myself if I don't go. And, you know, I went and I had the most amazing time. Yeah. I just, I met some new people, mm-hmm. had some drinks, spent half the night on the dance floor. It was great. Like, I had no intention of doing it. They were, I mean, no one was getting tied up anyway. It wasn't that kind of night, but I'm just glad I went and made an appearance, gave it a try. It's like ripping off a Band-Aid. So I honestly think you should do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When you're ready, I'm not saying you should go out there now and do it but i'm saying be open to it yeah i would still have to go with someone that i knew oh yeah so like i said this one's not like it's not too far from me so when i like was initially because i get like newsletters from it i think their last one was like in november because now we're kind of in you know holiday season so you know maybe we come back and talk with some of my friends to kind of check it out oh yeah definitely don't go alone like i went with brandon and i yeah. probably couldn't have gone if he didn't come with me but now that i have gone with him like if he decides he doesn't want to go next time that's fine like but i'm happy to go now like i'll yeah. rip that band-aid off as i said <laughs> yeah i don't know those like big events that happen i'm not i mean i'm not super in the know so i know there's like the leather one that was like in chicago iml i feel like San, well, at least like on the west coast like san francisco i think that was something and then i just always see like the ones that are happening like in other countries or like in europe so it's curious to kind of see like the different things that are kind of going on and like when i started my instagram like that was kind of my goal was like to make those connections you know and maybe at some of those events being able to connect with some of the people that i probably won't be able to see just because of where i live and and whatnot so and that's still part of it. it's like i don't want to meet those people it's also just been a weird year for like events and stuff so i feel like we're kind of seeing it kind of come back and you know seeing kind of what's out there what seems cool I guess the other one that we have had here was like the Tickle Fest. So like I talked to some of the people who like went to that and stuff. So I don't know where it was this year. I haven't heard of that one. Oh, so I guess I, I should change my answer because I attended a virtual event. Okay, cool. Sorry for lying. Must be punished. Honestly, like it'd be cool to just like have a few friends and we like do like a weekend trip. Like we do some sightseeing, whatnot, and like you know, honestly, movies, video games, pizza, bondage it doesn't have to be like a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll pass on the video games, but I'll come for the rest of it. I'll just have extra bondage. You guys can have your video games. I'll be the footstool, okay? Those are playing your games. That's acceptable. You know, when you're playing Mario Kart, and there's always that one person that is coming in last place, is going in the wrong direction, falling off the track. He kicks my ass in Mario Kart. 
I think I played it like twice and I was just constantly wrong direction off the track. Yeah, this is shit. Have fun. I'm, I'm done. Games where like you have to play against others and shit out. Like I grew up as an only child, so I'm used to playing single player games and like the story missions and whatnot. So like Mario Kart suck at Smash Bros. Like I have so many friends who are super into that. I played it. I'm terrible, which is only like feel because like, oh, great. Like we can make it bet and I know you're going to lose. And it's like, yeah, you're right. So like. Is it really fair, you know, if, yeah. if it ends that way? I mean, it's only a bet if both people agree and you're just never going to agree to that. Yeah. Unless losing is winning for you. I guess it depends on what's considered winning. If the punishment is, you know, bondage, is that really a punishment? Yeah. Exactly. But if they don't know that it's a reward, not a punishment, then you'll be humiliated, but you'll enjoy it. You'll have fond memories. That indeed. Oh, so you've got me thinking, I would love to be that person that's taken to a event and like just tied up against a wall, tied up, gagged. Mm, yeah. Even if no one pays any attention, like the occasional person like give me like a slap on the chest or the occasional acknowledgement mm-hmm. would be really hard. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably get bored. Yeah, stuff doesn't have to necessarily be done. Like even if it's like some of one of my friends, like I'll be taped up and we're just like watching a movie or he's like playing on the Switch. Like it doesn't have to be super, intense is not the right word but it's not to be super active like it just like that is fine like it depends on like kind of the person's personality i guess but i have no problem i'm just kind of left there them every so often taking a look or coming over to kind of like you know tease or messing with a bit but them just kind of doing their own thing is just as nice as like have them having like their full attention on me yeah so would you like to talk about some of the stories you've written so stepbrothers so so the premise is basically um the character Bobby um, is like home for a long weekend and um, I don't know he's like in college and um, his stepbrother is like home that weekend and stumbles upon Bobby in kind of a compromising situation and so it kind of goes from there but you know there's obviously bondage tape gags sock gags domination and so you know it expands because you know, Bobby's inner or kinks or whatever um, are kind of exposed and he's not necessarily a fan of that. And uh, more characters kind of get introduced to kind of take advantage of Bobby and kind of the compromising situation that he's in. But there is a happy ending, so I won't spoil it. I love the happy ending. Maybe there's a knight in shining armor, who knows? I'm just going to say I am a big fan of the asshole characters getting their comeuppance. And the people that deserve it getting happy endings. I'm not going to say if that happens in Bobby's story, but I'm going to tell you, I was very satisfied when I read this story. I will say that's something that I definitely kept in mind. Yeah. There are stories where that, it can kind of be stretched on a bit. And, you know, it's like this, I think this story, I don't even know how many chapters it. I mean, it's, I guess a decent amount, but it's not like a crazy long story. So I actually had kind of like a different ending in mind. It wasn't depressing, but it wasn't as happy as it may kind of lean towards. And that was kind of like, you know, like I, I want that because like that's what I would want if I was in situation this and so that story has spawned some like spin-offs yeah so a number of characters get introduced in that story and so there's like a couple stories that take place you know during the events of that story and then there's ones that take place after before but all the stories are kind of in what's called the Bobby verse <laughs> and so I you know I had introduced those characters because I was really kind of into it it's like oh like you know this is gonna be great like I mean like I at the time was kind of posting pretty quickly because I was kind of in that in that groove and I wanted to introduce characters because I kind of wanted to do more because it's like 
I was debating whether this was going to be like, you know, an ongoing story as like other stories that have, you know, 50 plus chapters. Yeah. Or I might just have like each chapter is going to be part of this kind of world, but it's from different perspectives or or whatnot. I think you found that happy medium. And so I introduced a bunch of characters um, and was like, you know what, like each character or I'll just have like different scenarios or stories based on those characters, which worked for me. You know, I got mixed advice about it and uh, like readership has like kind of gone down. I also haven't been super frequent in writing and I'm kind of on a hiatus because to be honest, I just kind of was doubting the the stories themselves. And so it's like, I kind of just needed a break from it. But um, I have like a file on my computer and it's like, I'll make notes and stuff like, oh, it'd be interesting if it's something about this. And so hopefully, you know, maybe over, I would say over break, but maybe when there's some longer break, I might kind of look back and kind of continuing writing, but no promises, but you'll see what you can do. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the concept, which is I like the characters that I have and I wanted, I do want to do more with those characters. So like I'll say the the recent story is just called like the Bobbyverse Chronicles. And so it's almost like a, the, it's set up like a book of short stories. So there'll be different characters and, and different stories all in relation to that first story. But some might take place in the past some might take place in the future it's just kind of like those characters and their different experiences so because there had been like a few stories and now this is like the final stage of i can kind of write whatever story i want and it might be one chapter it might be a couple and it's kind of in this chronicles so yeah i mean i think i bit off a lot a little bit more than i could chew because again i was kind of really in the mode and i was really inspired but it's still there i just you know it's a weird mix of like when i started like it's kind of like with posting i didn't care like if people obviously i want people to like it but i wasn't as worried about people commenting and whatnot but like you can't help but notice like when people don't comment as much yeah and so it's like okay like maybe i just have to like think about like what i'm writing and things like that like with posting on interim I'm, I'm in a point where it's like i don't care like if people have problems but with the writing i'm still kind of in the anxious kind of phase so i feel like i'm inching towards the it's okay if I, people don't like it like i'm just gonna do it because i want to do it but i'm not there yet but i'm close to there and so i think once i kind of get past that then i'll kind of just get back into writing and also knowing that like just like with work like i'm just insanely busy so you know it may be doing it at a pace that works for me like it, it may not be as free as it was before i have to be okay with that and readers don't really have a choice so they're gonna have to deal with it so yeah no you gotta write for yourself first and at the pace and style you're comfortable with yeah so yeah you can check his stories out gagged feedy on tugstories.com mm-hmm. i have to admit i haven't read any of the spin-offs yet it's been a while but i just haven't read any bondage how rude i know i'm very rude yeah like it's been a while now i'll probably go back and read the original story and then go straight into the spin-offs it's kind of funny because i obviously have like the drafts so i'll go through and now reading back i like see so many like you know spelling mistakes or just things that don't make sense so every so often like you don't see it from like the viewer side but like i'll repost sections of the story um but people don't notice because i'm just changing like grammatical stuff so yeah because um, that's just like i need like that's it's gonna bother me knowing that that mistake is on there um so even though people aren't gonna notice it or didn't say anything I know it now. Um, and so it's more for my you know, peace of mind. Or like I might just make certain changes like, oh, like I could have phrased this better or might add certain details and people pick up on them then. Good for them. If not, 
Okay. Yeah, no, I get that. I think everyone's like that with content you post. Your style changes over time. You get better or you get more particular about certain things. With all my videos, because I'm reposting the old ones slowly but surely, I'm noticing little changes. Like even if it's like the way I fade in or fade out the sound or a transition, I've just, there have been, most of my videos that I've reposted, I have re-edited it in some capacity. Yeah, I would say like the first story like the stepbrother one and then another story and they're not dark but they're probably on the more intense side just because it's really kind of the more like forced you know kind of domination and, and being kind of at the mercy of, of guys and again even though that is stuff that i like i feel like in some of the other stories and even moving forward i might just not really emphasize that much because because i myself have kind of shifted in that okay or you know and how how it's portrayed and maybe it's more on my perspective like that first story you know was inspired by some more well-known stories on the site and uh i feel like that might shift a bit i want to incorporate those themes but like i said it doesn't have to be like a disney story but i like happy endings i like you know when the bad guy or you know not even like bad guys just like you know the guy was a jerk like he gets what he gets you know and sure like he made that might give the opportunity for revenge and that always makes for a fun story but you know, it shifts. Yeah, so, I mean, something I was going to talk about was just, I don't know, comment on Bobby's, like, whole thing about taking breaks, because, I mean, I mean, for what I like to produce, I mean, it's pretty much like that, like, because with creativity, it's like you have your inspiration and your moments and whatever, and they're always fleeting, and so, yeah, it's like there's things like that, and then, because I feel like the two recent quote-unquote big stories I did, um, one of them is going to be published with a set uh, for Ropes and What, not and then um and then there's my ransom story of a ransom letter story that i posted like two weeks ago or so and yeah it's like i feel like after i did those i've just been kind of done with stories for a minute i mean i haven't even posted on instagram for like over a week at this point yeah it's like because i feel like that was like my energy concentrated for like that short period and then now that that has passed i'm just kind of done with it for for a minute so yeah it's like so i mean it's it's natural to kind of take breaks and things kind of like that and it's funny also thinking about that because it also makes me think about like I don't I don't know if okay like Bobby since you you write stories and stuff like that if you get the same kind of people that I get of people that basically like they seem like they want I don't know how to phrase this basically they 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 want you to be like inspired by them or something like that or like in a way of like they want you to insert them into like your stories or something and they want like a very descriptive thing of them being kidnapped or them being tied up a certain way or something like that and like I find that like such a weird thing because I mean whenever I do this it's it's never a specific person I know I think I've had a few instances it's more of just like what they want to see I haven't had anyone try to like oh like you know you should have this person come into the story and then do this and that but they'll want certain things and it's like I try to accommodate but it's like also if I'm not really into it I don't want to put it in the story yeah so there might be like there's been a few like like the jock shop for instance in one of the stories i think the a jock shop is used as a gag and it's not really my thing um that was kind of just an added detail you know so like that little stuff i don't mind but there may be other things that if i'm really not into i'm not gonna put in the story yeah i'm sure they can find a story that has that in it and it's like the same for me like it's like when you are meeting with someone and like you have interest and they have interest like if they're not into it 
I don't want like I don't want them to have to do it. You know, like, you know, I talked to someone who, you know, is only really into feet, but not into bondage. So I wouldn't expect them to tie me up. I do the same thing with like writing. Like if unless it's like, you know, minor details, I have no problem. Yeah. But if it's, you know, more dis- like more details and descriptions, then it's like ugh, it, it will take longer for me to write because I have put myself in the mindset of like, oh, like, liking it or whatever. So concepts or ideas like I'm flexible about, but I haven't had anyone try to like insert themselves into the story if they want to i mean they can write that themselves yeah well i mean that's basically what i tell them but yeah i mean <laughs> i guess i'm the lucky one that attracts those because i mean there's been more than one <laughs> like yeah and i feel like that happens on the tugs because there's been like authors who collaborate you know and they'll kind of you'll see certain characters like or there'll be references to other stories and that's like something else that's obviously the authors have kind of kind of come to a agreements like oh yeah like do that do you know whatever but to be like hey like you should have a character named henry who's gonna come and tie you up and dunk your head in the toilet it's like um, no i'm not gonna put that in yeah if that's something that you really want to do write it you know absolutely and that's like easier said than done i mean it took me years to be comfortable to write because like i had to the story the separate sub i actually originally wrote on a tumblr um and i think ali had done like the first few chapters and that was like kind of my test testing it out and um it was fine but i still was like just super insecure so it took me a while to like build that comfort with it so i understand people like maybe that's their way of like trying to ease into it and i would say like i was in the same boat of like i didn't feel comfortable but write it out see how it looks you know go from there and it's always good to make suggestions or give feedback i mean i've had polls where i've like i've been like hey like what what's something that you would want to see you know because i i do want to kind of get that input because i do have my interests and there are things that i'm not into but like again i'm flexible like if there's certain things like i do want to be you know enjoyed by anyone yeah i've done polls where it's like all right what's something you want to see in the next chapter or what do you like what's an idea for a next story kind of thing just to kind of help guide that direction because i think that is important but just set, you gotta set the boundaries too oh yeah because <laughs> then you don't overwhelm yourself no not at all you know because then you're then you're over, like overly trying to please everyone and that's not gonna happen and you can't leave yourself open to entitlement well yeah it's like i mean because the things that have happened with me it wasn't even something that they wanted me to write you know they wanted me to incorporate something into a story that i published they wanted me to basically do a whole story just for them and like yeah it's like that and then oftentimes from my experience it's been kind of under a pretense that like they're interested in just me and my stories and whatever and it's kind of a conversation and then it just leads to oh but I want I, but I want you to like basically write a story with this and with me in it and whatever yeah they're basically trying to get a free commission yeah which no it doesn't work like that requests fine but <laughs> you want to make demands like that no you pay up and then also like I the way I operate with creative things like this is I just can't do that you know I'm not a caricature artist like with this you know okay I just you know see how you look and how you dress and I'm inspired to write this whole story it's like no it doesn't work like that like at least not for me like yeah absolutely for like one friend for his birthday he like wanted a story so he had like famous athletes that he was like a huge fan so i had to like write a story based on that which i didn't mind doing because it was for him but it was definitely like really different doing because even though the concepts and themes are like what i'm into it was just like it was more challenging than i thought because it 
I think I've created a bit of a comfort bubble with like the characters that I have because I just have done so much with them. And so branching out is like starting over for me. It's like I have to, it, it even though again, it's not really that much of a stretch. It just feels like I'm a new writer again. So it was like for him, I didn't mind doing it, but I don't know if like, if someone were to ask to like, for me to write a story, I don't know if I would do it because I just, I didn't like the feeling of writing that new story. Yeah. You know, for friends, it's, it's, it's something else. Cause like, you know, like, but I don't know. It was just, it was just kind of different. You've got to be passionate about it. And I feel more pressure. If I'm doing it for someone else, then it's like, I want to make sure they like it. And whereas like these stories are just for everyone. Like, yeah, it, it's a little more diluted. Whereas like I'm now I'm giving it to one person and I'm going to kind of get that feedback as to whether or not it's good. So yeah, he liked the story though. So I guess I did a good job. Oh, well, that's great. That's really what matters. Yeah. yeah I've been with, like a viewer of that site for a long time. I honestly didn't think I'd be a writer for it or have written, I'm not a writer, have written stories. So it was interesting just to see how little me has changed. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to write stories for it. Like I had a few basic ideas. I had, well, I had one basic idea in the back of my head that I'm like, oh, I don't know where to go with it. And then I was actually inspired by a real, a real event. I've talked about this on the show before, but there was a party we went to and I got really drunk and I felt embarrassed because I got drunk. I didn't actually make an ass of myself. I was just really drunk. And so I had an idea of being left behind the following year because they wanted to make an annual thing. So I was, uh, yeah, I decided to write a story where I got left behind and I would have went into it in detail. But I just, I couldn't figure out how to flesh it out. Like, I'm not that artistic. I'm not exactly the most educated person. I can fucking do your taxes, but to write a story, no, not quite. Well, actually, legally, I can't do the taxes, but I'm, I'm qualified to, but I'm not a registered tax agent. Anyway, back to the point. No, I mean, it took me a while to, like, get... Because I, you know, again, that story I had done before, but it took me a while to flesh it out. And, like, you know, I'd post chapters and then, like, I'd have a chapter ready to post and then I'd be, like, scrapping it and then just, like, redoing it because I was, like... Like, I had them in mind where I wanted to go, but I was, like, still figuring that out. And, like, I know I've seen other stories, like, you know, I, I think my stories have a lot of detail... I don't know if like the actual writing is like like it's decent I think yeah but I've seen stories where like you know there's just they're authors you know um and I think it was kind of like being like okay like I I have to I might not be at their level and that's okay it may take more time for certain people than others like it was kind of a work in progress for me and after I got that first story out of the way I think I kind of tried to make sure I was kind of fleshing out these stories um and if I had to make changes I could but I didn't feel like like with the other stories I wasn't changing it as much as I did with the first story yeah I would be about to post chapter and then I would just change it wow and I did it a lot and then by the other ones like you know pretty much how it was is like where I saw it you know I was just kind of taking certain details or adding certain things like I kind of got got more comfortable with it okay but it took time I mean so it's a I mean it's a process yeah no prizes for guessing that that story never eventuated but then obviously I started filming I thought well a story I have to flesh out a video doesn't really need to be fleshed out a lot so I actually made that happen just video yeah so I made the video left behind which has me getting tied up and left behind that's a cool thing there's always different ways of you know the creative expression yeah so I wrote I had someone write a story with one of my photos about a year ago. So I had this photo where I was hogtied on the bed. My legs were crossed, so you could see my feet pretty well. And also it was one of the photos where the lighting hits my head in a way that it makes me look redheaded. It's relevant to the story. 
So I'm just going to read this out because I was so excited when I read this. I'm like, oh my God, someone made a story with one of my photos. Like, that was awesome. This isn't where I figured our first date would go. The ginger on your bed half-heartedly complained. You look over your handiwork. Not bad. He was trussed up, hogtied, wearing only a t-shirt and those wonderful pale feet were deliciously exposed. Dude, we met on recon. What did you think would happen when we got together? You reply, admiring your handiwork. I didn't think I'd end up mostly naked on your bed, tied up like a turkey. You laugh and sit down on the bed next to him, running your hands through his coppery hair. Don't lie, you totally did, and you totally love it. Side note, I totally would. He grumbled, but you couldn't help but notice that a slight blush came across his face. You both connected online a few weeks ago, and after chatting, you both realised something. He wanted to be tied up and played with, and you really wanted to tie him up and play with him. Neither of you explicitly told the other that you'd be playing together on your first date, but neither of you ruled it out either. All in all, you were happy where this ended up. The tied up ginger on the bed started to wiggle his toes. So what comes next? You were very open about your foot fetish when you first started talking. He didn't share your passion for feet, but as long as someone was playing with his tied up body, he was happy. You both shared the usual types of pictures back and forth, but the biggest thing you asked for him were pictures of his size 10 feet, and boy, you were not disappointed. From what you could tell from the pictures, his feet look smooth, they look soft, they look taken care of. The first time you saw a good close-up picture of his toes, you went instantly hard, thinking about chewing on them. (laughs) You manoeuvred yourself to be sitting behind him on the bed, his feet tied, wiggling in front of you. You reached out and took one foot in each hand. With your hands on his body, he dropped all pretense of being annoyed and melted into your touch. You leaned down and ran your lips over the tips of his toes. They felt as amazing as you imagined. You opened your mouth and took three of his toes in your mouth at the same time. You heard him take a quick breath in and you hoped he was loving the attention. You sucked on those toes, happy to discover that they tasted clean with just a hint of saltiness to them. You moaned gently and gently nibbled on the toes in your mouth. You took the toes out of your mouth and ran your tongue across his exposed soul. You were delighted to hear him giggle as he tasted his soul. Oh, ticklish are you? You asked before squirming your tongue under his toes. He continued to giggle. You had to hold his foot in place to keep it still. Yeah, I am. But you wouldn't tickle a boy on the first date, would you? You don't answer, at least not with words. You give a bit of a sinister chuckle and stretch your 10 tickling fingers, getting ready to put them to work. This was going to be lots of fun. Now just imagine that story with someone with a decent voice narrating it. (laughs) Your narration wasn't bad. I just don't have that kind of Morgan Freeman style. I'm more of a Aussie Bogan. (laughs) Some interesting things though. I do have size 10 feet. Although I do wear size 11s now because I find they're slightly more comfortable. I'm not really into feet, but as long as someone's tying me up, I'm happy with that. Although my feet definitely I'm taken care of. (laughs) All right, so Bobby, do you prefer to watch bondage content, read bondage media, or create your own media? We'd probably put it in that order. Okay. Walk would be the preferred, read would be second. I, I mean, at this point, I'm not super crazy about making my own stuff. If I had to choose, I would probably be writing over like recording or taking photos. Easier to write about it than to for me than to do it because I'm really in the mood to do like kind of a set for bondage. Yeah. But I've always like watching like videos and then reading have just always been kind of the preferred. Okay. It gives you ideas and then like, you know, when I'm in the mood or if I'm meeting someone, it gives like has kind of ideas, you know, of what could be done. Yeah. I would say the same, put it in that order. But sometimes I just, I want to read something. 
And but the problem is usually I don't want to start something new. Like if I'm looking for something to quickly get the job done, there's one particular story that I go to and there's one particular chapter that I want to read over and over again that usually does the job. There are a few, I do have a few go-to stories, but that's one that I usually come to. Yeah, I mean, I would say the same. There's like a few videos and then there's a few stories. <laughs> yeah. So have any of the stories you've read either altered or inspired any of your personal bondage sessions? Not really. Most of like the sessions are, so a majority have been with like a friend. Like we talked on Instagram actually, and then got to know each other and, you know, we're friends. And then he just enjoys taping me up, but it's very chill. I mean, we'll, like I said, we'll watch something, we'll order some food, he'll tell me up, tape me up, he'll have his fun, and then, you know, we chill some more. Which is kind of the vibe that, like, with friends, it takes the pressure off a little bit, we're just kind of hanging out. That being said, going back to, like, you know, the ultimate fantasy, like, there have been stories about, like, frat guys and athletes and stuff like that so would it be great to like reenact some of those concepts or themes sure but yeah i mean it, it, i definitely will kind of get ideas like i don't think there's been a specific story but even just the you're hanging with some friends and like you know you guys are gaming and there's like the loser has to get tied up and do whatever they want you know like that's something that i could see myself kind of doing yeah again there hasn't been a specific story but like things like that that have been in stories that i've read i could see you know trying to do is it less of like the role play just because again i don't act but again, that's also kind of the fun of it. It's like not serious. Absolutely. Like it would be interesting to do almost kind of like a kidnapper thing, but. Yeah. It's only a little thing, but one thing that really changed as a result of reading stories, stuffing. I remember reading someone's story and one of their kidnapping victims got stuffed, had two socks stuffed in the mouth. And the first time like, oh, surely they're ankle socks because he couldn't fit two crew socks in there. And then they did another story, a similar thing happened, but added a picture of like, two crew socks. And I'm like, hmm, well now I have to try it. And at first, it was fucking hard but eventually i was able to fit them in and now more often than not if i'm doing it for recreational purposes have two stuffed in my mouth i don't know i got used to it maybe my maybe it stretched out my mouth so my mouth's gotten bigger but maybe. it was one of those things that slowly grew over time where from no stuffing to an ankle sock to a crew sock and then now two but i wouldn't have probably wouldn't have thought of trying that if it wasn't for reading it in a story mm. and you've kind of touched on this but do you ever find some of the stories you write are bondage fantasies that you just haven't been out of for fill in real life so like i said like in some of the later ones there's kind of the you know guys in control kind of yeah dominating the captive so that's one um there's probably more romance or flirtations i don't know what you want to call it in some of the chapters i mean that's obviously something that i would love to do but it'd probably be the main ones yeah Okay. Like the actual context or of the stories aren't necessarily situations that I would want to carry out. But yeah, some of those themes would. That's good to know. When I write scripts for videos or come up with ideas, often there might be things that I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind actually doing it. But I don't know. It seems easier to write it into a story than like try to ask for it to be to happen when you're playing. Yeah. I can't think of anything in particular right now. But- some things where like I'll get dominated in my stories and like, yeah, you're playing a role for me. Fuck, I wish you'd do it in where we're just playing with the cameras off. Yeah, like I might write something about like kidnapping. Realistically, I don't think I'm going to be in a situation. No. Real or imagined that like is going to do that so I can do it in the story. Yeah. So the juiciest question of the episode, mm-hmm. donuts or bagels? Uh, donuts for me. Okay. Yeah, I think that's most people's top choice. Nobody's going to see bagels. <laughs> 
glazed donut or chocolate frosted donuts. Oh, okay. I mean, I love a hot cinnamon donut. I do like glazed, but iced donut has to be strawberry. Oh. Like frosted? We even say iced, not frosted. So, yeah. Chocolate iced donuts. <laughs> we do use the term frosting, but like hardly ever. You'd find 99% of the time people here will call it icing. <laughs> Although one of my favorites that then we had for a month was a, a lemon frosted donut. Oh, I've never seen it again. I was like, I was like twelve, and then gone forever. Oh, damn! <laughs> there's, um, there's actually a coffee shop slash kind of bakery like around the corner from where I live, and I recently tried a Boston cream donut, and those are fucking delicious. Like it's like because it's like crispy, like the like the outer shell of it is like kind of like a crispy texture it's cream filled um and and then it's like powdered with like some kind of like coffee powder or something so it's like kind of like not even sweet but it just kind of balances out with the cream and everything else like it's so fucking good that sounds really good yeah that sounds better than a, your typical boston cream it's just like with the filling and then sometimes we'll have like the chocolate frosting but that sounds way better <laughs> <laughs> so did you have any questions for us um no okay no worries <laughs> <laughs> sorry all right um so that wraps it up for our our conversation with bobby um so once again um it was great having you once again thanks for having me good chat yeah thanks for being on <laughs> we really appreciate it yeah so until next time i'm nat and i'm sebi all right see you guys later have a good one guys